I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. wrestling radio i know it seems weird you're you're hearing us and you're like looking at your computer looking at your websites and man wait a second this isn't what we're normally used to hearing and when i get it i get it but hey i'm stan grow my tag partner brian taylor is here what's up brian what's up what's up been a little while we've been busy had some stuff going on but hey we're we're back man and we are actually sounding maybe a little bit crisper and cleaner we have uh, shed the the spreaker skin and i think we're moving into some uh, pretty cool uncharted waters yeah now but you have to make sure though that it records or this whole thing's going to be for waste wait you want to ah shit shit <laughs> okay all right oh yeah yeah so <laughs> Now, like, are we going to get trouble with the FCC on this no, new no. platform? So, if uh, if you haven't already, let's uh, let's kind of go over some some stuff. First and foremost, obviously, you'll continue to find us available through uh, c2cradioshow.com. We will always be available there, even if I have to slap up a crappy made video. Then you know that's what we'll do. Either way, we are at a new podcast host. We will be using the host of ACAST. Now, ACAST is found at, you guessed it, ACAST.com. You can find them and find our show there. All of our archives have already been moved. That was actually a very seamless process. I clicked one button, and it took 20 minutes. Over 100 episodes of Corner to Corner are now hosted for free through acast.com wait for free for free wait where's my money <laughs> your money what money stan but i have gator's money wait wait we get paid for this i don't know you just put it out there for free for free so here's what's gonna happen <laughs> as people know the podcast game is only as good as its audience, and we have the best audience, I think. So well, you're going to hear some, some options here sometime soon. And by sometime, we're not talking like tomorrow, so don't worry. But there will be an option down the road for potential exclusive content like Patreon. We're exploring it. Um, I don't know that we'll use Patreon. We might just set it up a little differently. ACAS has an option for it. Uh, Podcastle does, too. We're still kind of weighing it. Ad sharing revenue is great, so if you want to share it with your friends, click on one of the ads. We will start posting 
probably within the next couple of months some video content. <clears throat> and I say the next couple of months because it's kind of a loose estimate. Yeah, can I just say, though, that Stan's OnlyFans page will not be a part of this in any way, shape, or form. What do pictures of my feet have to do with anything? Wait, what? I'm just saying. Say, you got to do what you got to do. $20 is $20. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm not going to do any kind of Tessa Blanchard content, if that's what you're worried about. We won't do that. All I know is you just open the door. So when we get start getting requests for feet pictures, you're you're taking pictures of your dirty little feet. And that's fine. That's fine. And I can't wait. I can't wait till that happens and then I can say, Hey, Brian, you said people could pay us. Well, they're paying us. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask me how. You just said get us some money. <laughs> now we want to claim the moral high ground. Sure. So I did post an update last week. Brian, I don't know if you listened to it. It was just me kind of riffing. Plus, I was testing a temporary setup. uh, And I'll get into why I have the temporary setup here, just to kind of bring people into the fold. We're we're not shy. We typically share periodically as to what's happening in our lives. Um, Last week uh, and the week prior, I've been really going back and forth between our normal location here in Stafford, Virginia, and where my mom is at. And my mom has beaten cancer one time, breast cancer. And unfortunately, not too long ago, she was diagnosed with it again. It's been going through chemotherapy. Now, I personally consider my mom to be a badass. Tomorrow, by the way, is her birthday. The reason I call her a badass is because only a badass can go through cancer one time and beat it and then say it again when they find out they have it again. And that's what she's going to do. And she's determined. But... Past few weeks have been pretty tough, chemotherapy being what it is, and cancer being the bastard that it is. Um, it really it really knocked her for, for a loop. And uh, she was kind of laid up, had to go to the hospital and stuff. And, hey, it's not Robert Bryant's fault. It's completely mine. I had to focus on making sure she was okay. And thank God she's doing a lot better. I'm so happy to report that. But uh, it pulled it pulled me out of being able to really record or edit or really anything um and now finally things are coming back together i've never felt as relieved as i do to say that because you can ask brian i was really pissed that i was like not able to do what we love to do every week it was really driving me nuts (laughs) but here we are we're back and we're live uh well live to record (laughs) at least for the next few weeks until i get our live option up and running we are working on it there's just a lot of different options and I don't want to do anything that's going to make our sound quality not be good. So if it has to be recorded for a while, so be it. But we'll make sure you have updated content. Yeah, but it'll just be for this week. I'm just too lazy to load up the PC. <laughs> and, I mean, hey, it is it is a different feel. So yeah. the, the option we use normally is Skype with a mixture of VB cables. And come on, if any of you that have used Spreaker, you know that this is how you do it. And that's fine. It, it worked really nicely, but after a while, you get tired of Skype crashing on you. You get tired of having, you know, guests that are like, what's Skype? Which is such a weird concept to me because Skype's been around since like 2000, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and frankly, because it's, a, it's another application that has to be loaded and someone has to learn, not everybody is tech savvy. and It is a lot easier to basically do like a Zoom call and record it that way. 
And that's basically what this new format's going to look like. But again, all of these changes way further down the road. We're here to talk wrestling. And man, Brian, I don't, I don't know about you, buddy, but uh, there's an absolute shit ton of news to talk about in wrestling. And not all of it is good. Hmm. Where, to, where to start? Where to start? Yeah, where to start? <laughs> let's start with right. the options. Well, hold on. Let's so let's let's just kind of give a brief synopsis for somebody that may have been under a rock. Yeah, do that. Right. So we have, and you're going to have to forgive me because there were a boatload of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big one, of course, is Vince McMahon temporarily stepping down as a CEO of the WWE, uh, now being replaced temporarily by Stephanie McMahon. Um, I think that would be the big one. Yeah. The second one to me personally would be, it looks like Kevin Owens is a big fat liar. Yeah. um, We we did see Zeke and Elias last night. All the Zeke freaks were (laughs) loving it. (laughs) That was a good, I thought that was a good thing. Anyway, so let's see. So we have uh, people in and out of forbidden door. Mm -hmm. Um, we have injuries the are like crazy right yeah now. injuries then you have uh, uh because i know this has happened after the last time we broadcast you have the andrade and who's the other one um there's another one that say they can't be at forbidden door because of contractual obligations in other federations um yeah there's i mean there's just a lot what am i missing i know i'm missing quite a bit oh there's sasha banks Oh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Sasha Banks. Uh, we got the uh, passing of two referee wrestlers. Back uh, to back. Yep, yep. Um, There's just a lot. So let's go backwards to go forwards for a second here. First and foremost, if you're listening to us for the first time through ACAST, quarter to quarter, C2C radio, what is it? Well, you got three grumpy old men, basically, that absolutely love and adore the sport of professional wrestling. And we've been doing this show since 2016. So we're not we're not just some fly-by-night. We are probably lifers. We'll probably be doing this until our computers crash, which, depending on the computer, could happen anytime. But what we do is we don't report news. We're not here to break any news. Typically, we'll give credit where it's due, whether it's Sean Ross Sapp, Dave Meltzer, PW Insider, you name it. And the basics of it is this. It's always been thoughts and opinions by the three of us, but we consider ourselves a fan-run show for fans by fans. That's what we do. So, you know, let's start off with probably the biggest story to hit professional wrestling and sports entertainment, um, quite possibly since WCW closed. And that has to be the investigation into Vincent McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr., and John Laurinaitis for paying $3 million in hush money to a woman, a female employee who was, quote, passed around like a toy. Now, we will not, and I don't know the name, but we will not, even if we did, report the name of who was signed in the non-disclosure agreement because that is just lowbrow and bullshit. And personally... I did see that there was a news reporter out there, quote-unquote, who claimed to know the name and put it out there for public consumption. 
I just want to start off before we jump into the opinions about Vince, because I'm sure we got tons, that that is a shit move, Mr. Shepard. And everything that is happening to you right now, every negative thing happening to you right now is well-deserved. You've been dragging. uh, Ringside. Ringside news. uh, Brad Shepard and Steve Carrier, basically the, the dynamic trio of doom when it comes to wrestling news. These guys have been running a mud show for I don't know how long throwing the worst news out there, most unreliable news, and typically wrong, but claiming it is fact. And I I hope that they continue to be canceled. Not a big fan of the cancel culture, but sometimes it happens and it's deserved. I agree. I'm not going to give much more time than that. No, no. uh, The story isn't isn't them. The story is Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Non-disclosure act gets signed, Brian. We find out that the Washington, excuse me, not the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal is who broke this story. So it wasn't the usual suspects. We didn't find it out from Meltzer or Sapp. This was the Wall Street Journal. This is some serious shit. And the repercussions of this, I mean, we're going to be feeling these for a while. You said it yourself, Vince McMahon stepping down, John Laurinaitis on administrative leave. Stephanie McMahon, who had seemingly been booted out by Vince and company, comes back seemingly to save the day a lot of people surprisingly are very happy to see her back i mean right off the bat brian what what do you think about this latest i don't even know how to describe it outside of just saying latest debacle for vince mcmahon uh so without getting like too crazy into this because it is, you know, like ongoing litigation and I'm not trying to get drug into nothing. Um, this is not the first time. No, it is not. Um, I mean, pretty much, when, if I remember right, when the steroid scandal broke, there was another big scandal about sex and people being made to have, you know, the whole nine yards, right? This, mm-hmm. this goes back quite a while. Um, there are former employees that have openly texted about things that go on in the back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nia Jax being one of them. Um, AJ AJ Lee was Mm -hmm. another one. I mean, she writes a book and she clearly stays in there. You know, there's some shady shit going on. Um... So if it's happening, it needs to be looked into and it needs to be fixed because we don't live in that type of uh, society anymore. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't do that no matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, here's what we know. WWE released a public statement acknowledging the investigation, acknowledging the relationship between this woman and Vince and Sean, which blows me away that they actually acknowledge it, much less don't deny it. Um, Vince McMahon says he's stepping down as CEO. However, the next day after this was reported, Vince shows up on SmackDown, which makes absolutely no sense to me. And if I'm on that board, I'm like, what in the ever-loving hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. Keep him off television, period. If he wants mm-hmm. to be creative, let him do it from his house. Mm-hmm. The other part of it, Vince comes out there and says and says the catchphrase for WWE, then, now, forever, together. And fans are shown cheering him 
because, well, mm, well, now we got to get into some muddy water. First off, I'm not completely convinced that they didn't sweeten the footage. We know that they will put crowd noise in. There's a good possibility they did that. But what we've also learned in the past few years is that WWE will also feed in crowd footage. I got to say, Brian, I can't see today's wrestling fan finding this news out. And let's be real. Most wrestling fans, casual or otherwise, read this stuff. Um, I can't see them cheering a man accused of this kind of heinous stuff. Uh, so, oh man, how do I do this? How do I do this? We're on the new platform. We're probably got new listeners who've never heard this before. But the problem with some of your bobbleheads is they're too young to know the difference, right? Mm-hmm. They're young. They may not have seen on Facebook or whatever. And then, again, you have some people that simply don't care. And none of really what the WWE does as far as piping crowd noise or altering signs mm-hmm. or adding you know, shots of the crowd in there shocks me. And, again, this is, you know, if, if I'm on the board and I'm not – like present in the arena, right? Then I'm going to think that maybe part of the audience is behind Vince and maybe we should do this with kid gloves type thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, he was accused of this and never should have been allowed back on TV. Correct. And if you're not going to allow Lord Nidus on TV and you send him home, Vince McMahon, it should have, same thing should have happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no, there's nobody that can defend this. There's no bobblehead that should be willing to accept this. There's no former employees that, you know, are so ingrained in the WWE style that they just can't, they can't speak negative against the WWE, mm-hmm. should not be openly taking to Twitter or Facebook or whatever, saying, look, ah, uh, well, until this is cleared up, I'm... I'm going to distance myself a little bit. I mean, there's no current employee there in that that works for that company that have saw this go on and knows it goes on. Why wouldn't you leave? Why would you continue to work in that environment? Why wouldn't you call it to the proper people's attention? Why would you let it go past? I mean, there's a lot of questions there. I absolutely agree. Nobody should work in that kind of a toxic environment. I absolutely agree there. Um, and the other big thing is the glaring question is how did this go from 2019 to what appears to have been January of 2022 when the NDA was put into place? How does this happen? It's now, the old adage. Yeah. Who watches the Watchmen? Yep. Right? That's very true. Like who's who's responsible for watching the people in charge? Yeah. I mean, that's what you have a human resource department for. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're not doing their jobs. Because if, if if the story is correct, somebody should have like literally scratched their head when somebody goes from a hundred thousand dollar a year job to like two hundred thousand dollars. Here's where my stomach really turned. The board of directors received a copy of the three million dollar agreement from one of Vince McMahon's lawyers on June twelfth. It's two weeks ago. One person familiar with the inquiry said 
The non-disclosure agreement provided an upfront payment of $1 million to the former employee, with the remaining $2 million to be doled out over a period of five years, said people familiar with the deal. You know what really pisses me off about this? That, that phrase, people familiar with the deal. That means that there were multiple people that knew this happened mm. in charge that didn't do anything about it. Maybe, because the people that know could have been could be the attorneys. Now, this says the board. Oh, there were people on the board that knew. Yes. The board's investigation began in April and has reportedly unearthed other older non-disclosure agreements involving claims by former female WWE employees of misconduct by McMahon and Laurinaitis, according to the people close to the situation. Wall Street Journal cannot confirm how many previous agreements are being scrutinized. Holy shit. So... We know, okay, we, we know that Vince isn't necessarily an angel. And before anybody says anything, no, I'm not sticking up for him. But the bottom line is, Brian mentioned it, he's right. Vince has been under scrutiny for decades. There's a reason that Roddy Piper talked about on Real Sports with uh, Brian Cumble, I think it was, or Bob Costas. There's a reason that he says that they were snorting cocaine before WrestleMania, because it's true. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the culture back then. It doesn't mean it's okay, but that was their culture back then in the locker room. Vince was able to go toe-to-toe, drink drink for drink with just about anybody. Now, most of his talent says so. So when we find out about these things, when we see this, one, it shouldn't shock anybody. But two, what it does is for me as a wrestling fan in general, it actually made me want to take the stance of, and and <laughs> it's funny because a lot of shows have been doing the same, I really don't want to cover WWE anymore. I love the people that work within the industry when it comes down to it. I have my favorites and guys that I'm not a big fan of, but the company itself is such a toxic place that as a, as a human being that has compassion for my fellow man, I feel bad for the people that are under that kind of scrutiny. Athena from AEW formerly known as Ember Moon, was told by John Laurinaitis, hey, we need you to dress more sexy. Look at Mandy Rose. We want you to dress more like her. I'm sorry, what? Aren't you an executive? Aren't you supposed to be responsible for my well-being as a talent? Yeah. No, I don't want to support a company that has tolerated and, and clearly accepted and condoned this kind of behavior. And as much as I'm glad to see like a, a person like Stephanie McMahon step in and say, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'll step in until this is done. We really don't know, God forbid if this is the case, I'm not making allegations, but we don't know who else is involved. It just makes my stomach turn. And then you see like stuff like Nia Jax. I'll, I'll probably never be a fan of Nia Jax, but Nia Jax is one of the people that claimed, I guess you have to be able to blackmail your way around to make it in this company. So Nia Jackson knew. Mm-hmm. All you have to do, there sh- you should be able to find the excerpt from A.J. Lee's book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much clearer you can get. I mean, it pretty much almost spells it out for you. I mean, this is one of those situations where, as somebody who grew up watching the WWF, Hulk Hogan and the Rock and Wrestling Connection, Ultimate Warrior, Demolition, the Rockers, and so on. That's what I grew up with. Learn about WCW, NWA, and all these other companies after the fact. 
you know, I've always been the person that said, well, I'm not really there to support Vince McMahon, per se. I'm there to support, you name the favorite wrestler at the time, right? Shawn Michaels, Diesel, uh, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, John Cena, you, you name it. But that was the thought process. That was where I felt like, oh, okay, we're going to be all right. Well, no, we're not. And, and it reeks of desperation to see that this coming Monday, hey, guess who's coming back, Brian? John Cena. My thought is, why would John Cena think, oh, yeah, it's a good idea for me to come back to WWE in the middle of this shitstorm? Well, again, I mean, you have you have people that know, but apparently, I guess sometimes money can override your sensibilities. Something I heard not too long ago was it's one of those situations where I would never want to try to understand the mind of a multi-millionaire. Because it's got to cover stuff that most normal people would never condone. It's got to. I mean, The Rock is still tentatively penciled in to face Roman next year at Mania. You would think a guy like The Rock, I mean, is high profile as he is now, much more than where he was with WWE, um, would be like, yeah, no, <laughs> not going to do that. But he's, he's still in talks. Bruce Pritchard is officially stepped in for Laurinaitis. That shouldn't make anybody feel any better, by the way. Bruce Pritchard's thought process is still right in there with the mid-90s Vince McMahon. Christ, we'll probably have another Duke the Dumpster Drosy on our hands for the next few weeks if we get his thoughts. I, I don't know. Um, when I when a person like uh, Stephanie McMahon tells wrestlers in the back, and this is back in like 14 and 15, at the height of some of their most recent popularity, I would say, when she's telling wrestlers not to be marks for themselves, when that's the entire nature of the industry, that just reeks to me of, of people that, that clearly don't have their finger on the pulse. Look at NXT, you know, Triple H busted his ass to make a brand out of that. Vince McMahon saw it as soon as Hunter was able to step away, unfortunately because of his health, and said, nope, we're tearing that shit down. And we get 2.0. Bruce Pritchard, by the way, has a big hand in that, as does John Laronitis. I've never felt so tempted to separate myself from supporting a company as I am right now. And I really don't know if my stance will ever change on it. I really don't. Yeah, well, I mean, you know my stance on the WWE. I've been very yeah. anti-WWE for quite some time. Well, and you and I have had plenty of debates about it, so you can imagine how much it took for me to finally go, yeah, maybe I just don't. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. You you watch this company and these talents that come in, and you recognize that, you know, there's hey, there is a reason that WWE was where it was. Yeah, I'm not ever going to take that away. 50-some-odd years of programming and being able to survive in a world that pro wrestling didn't use to survive in however 2022 uh we got a lot of things happening and there's a lot of things that don't involve wwe and don't have to involve wwe and you can call it what you want i mean espn couldn't even get the name of the company right which reminded me of the days back when like uh george michael sports machine and he would air NWA content, but what he would call it was World Wrestling Federation, Ric Flair, going up against Barry Windham. We were like, what the hell? That's not WWF? But that's what it reeks of, because like when it gets coverage on ESPN, they still treat it like, oh, that's that, that company that wants to be sports. 
but they're not sports. How does that work? In the midst of all this, Brian, as crazy as it as it seems, <laughs> Sasha Banks is rumored to be released. Now, granted, this news drops conveniently in the middle of all of this breaking. So suddenly the attention shifts from Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis are trash human beings to, oh, wow, Sasha's, Sasha's no longer in WWE. Now everybody is talking about how Sasha is bound for AEW. By the way, I don't think she will. I think she'll go straight to television and movies and do a great job at it. But, Brian, to you, the supposed release of Sasha Banks, is it a, a desperate attempt to get the attention and spotlight off of this? Well, I mean, have, has it officially... I mean, I don't even know if I've actually officially seen it, other than, like, the one guy reporting it happened in Raj. Yeah. Well, nobody's been able to confirm it. WWE has yeah. been very tight-lipped. Which leads me to believe they're not going to say anything until they have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they may just hope this is, uh, you know, it, either it's a very long sabbatical or, um, you know, where she'll come back sometime down the road, uh, or she is released and they're just not publicizing. It. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. And again, with this company, it's hard to say. literally it's hard to say because in the past they've had no problem you know when somebody gets released putting it out there but i guess she would probably be i would say she would probably be the the highest profile Mm -hmm. wrestler that they got rid of her for clarity's sake for for fans and listeners who have any kind of business sense let's uh kind of take a look WWE stock price, Brian, on June 15th was $68.13 per share. Currently, WWE stock price is sitting at $61. That's a 5% almost, 5% decrease in value. So for, for those of you that are just more interested in the dollars and cents, there's your, there's your proof. That's huge for a stock drop. I have a feeling it's not done. Mm-mm. Because, it, I mean, the thing is, once... So you've already opened the door to the to this lawsuit, mm-hmm. or not lawsuit, but uh, payment. You've already alluded to the fact there are others. Do we honestly think that non-disclosure agreements cannot be gotten around? Mm-hmm. Do you honestly think that in boardrooms, privately, with big million-dollar attorneys, we cannot get around non-disclosure agreements? Well, here's the thing. If this woman feels victimized enough, all she has to do is go to the right firm. This man victimized me and then tried to force me out for pennies on the dollar. Let's be real. I mean, in the past, Brian, even the president of the United States was held accountable for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, while, no, he didn't get impeached, uh, I'm positive that uh, the victim got paid and handsomely so. Well, yeah, but remember, remember what it what you said. Mm-hmm. A million up front, two more over the course of more. five years. Yeah, right. But she signed a non disclosure agreement. So I wonder so if this knows? even getting leaked violates that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, no, no. What what I'm saying is, who knows if she got the other the other two million? Maybe that's why it, this came out because uh, I haven't been paid. Let me find a friend to let the friend slip it. Which is smart. 
This is the story goes that this woman was down on her luck, having financial troubles. She was forty. She's forty-one now, is according to the report. So this is three years ago, she was still in her thirties. Versus what isn't Lauren Itis and Vince McMahon both in their seventies? Probably. Not gonna lie, that's that's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> that's that's Hugh Hefner disgusting. I don't care what anybody says. That's gross. Sorry. Yeah, but that's that's just you, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, love it's love. That's true. Some people are fine with that. Now, yeah. I, I say this fully knowing that my wife is <laughs> over a decade younger than me. So don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot. I, I recognize um, it. What do you mean over a decade? Is it more like two decades? No, no, no. Don't go two. <laughs> two, two and a half? <laughs> One do and I hear three? One and three. <laughs> Shit, I'm not that old. Um, but, the re- but the reality is you're right. I mean, love is love. And who knows? Maybe Vince and Linda haven't been together together in, in ages and maybe vince found love yeah i doubt it i kind of doubt it but yeah yeah and john Laurinaitis just said hey i'm in love too and hey it yeah. just happened to be with the same lady what a crazy coincidence well again though isn't isn't this the one that got the hundred thousand dollar bone or you know uh promotion yeah yeah conveniently in the midst of all this hey we're doing such a great job as a paralegal. We're going to move you up and yeah. uh, give you a pay bump. We're going to give you a bump to 100000 more. Holy. Yeah. What? The only, <laughs> one in the, the only one probably in the whole company because they were firing people right and left. Right. Right. By the time Save this probably money. took place, if, if, if let's say she gets hired mid-year 19, 20, February of 20 is when we start seeing releases, and it's quiet at first, but March comes, mania hits, and then boom. Open the floods. We don't know when she got promoted. We just oh, know no, she got actually, promoted. I think no. I think they're. I think they do know. I think it was released in one. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was released. Like they know she got promoted when all when people were getting fired. Well, and that's and that's where Nia Jax comes in, and like her or not, she knew her. How do we know she knew her? Well, nobody makes a statement like that for no reason. You risk a lot. When you accuse a company of, you know, shady dealings and blackmail and shit like that, that's a huge risk. And and she wouldn't have did it if she didn't know that she could say, hey, I'll just release the tape I have or the email I have. And we don't know that Naya isn't the person that released the email. I'm not well, saying she yeah, is. So yeah, for those of you that are yeah, listening, yeah. be careful. Yeah, let's not, let's not throw that in. Hey, I'm just saying we don't know. Like that, we though. we don't yeah, know but, a shit ton of this, but again, yeah, fair point. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't know what who or who leaked what. So. But I think her email. I don't think her email was recent. I think her emails old or text. Uh, I mean, Facebook post or whatever. Oh, the tweet itself from, was from like a few days after she was fired. So yeah. it's it is old stuff. Yeah. So when she got fired, she knew something was happening. Yes. My other question is. Did Sasha and Naomi know about this? Did all of the women in WWE know this? Uh, I'm not speculating that much. I'm well, sure people I, do. The only reason I say it is because it's multiple investigations. Now, granted, we, we do know that, you know, back in the late 90s, late 80s, mid 90s, there were sex scandals along the way. Kamala, the late James Harris, had mentioned it multiple times in shoot interviews. Um, Terry Gibbs, is that his name? had mentioned it, he even took Vince McMahon on the Donahue show, or Sally Jesse Raphael with his attorney. 
So we're not talking about stuff that wasn't known. We're only talking about what we do know. The scary part is <laughs> if there's a whole shit ton of stuff we don't know. And I'm sure oh, that's, you know. Yeah, of course there is. You think this is an isolated incident? But to, to be real with you, and, and, you know, I don't know what Rob feels, but Brian, as much as I want to be, I want to watch Cody Rhodes be successful. You know what I mean? I want to see him win the title. And I probably will watch that, but I didn't want to watch Raw Monday. I have, I did not, and have no plans of watching SmackDown on Friday. Um, I did not watch NXT this week. I, I wasn't really able to the last few weeks. But you know, this whole thing, when everything broke, I just—it's like a part of me as a fan was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Well, yeah, but so apparently you're not the only one because last Monday. They didn't sell but a fraction of the tickets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a 12,000-seat stadium. I think they only got like 3,000, which is probably accurate because if you pay attention to the way that last week's, not last night, but last week's Raw was filmed, mm-hmm. you could tell something was up. Oh, oh, and the best part, I can't believe I left this out, Brian. You know who else is being mentioned in some of these investigations? Who? Kevin Dunn. Oh, well, that doesn't shock me either. The Stooge. I mean, I can't personally stand the guy. I, I detest everything he does, whether it's creative from the television standpoint. This is the guy responsible for burying tag teams like Enzo and Cass. And, the and, it's a, and he the guy responsible for shipping stuff out in boxes? Yes. Well, no, that was um, that was Carano. Uh, Carano's oh. the one that shipped it out in trash bags. But Kevin Dunn's the one that was telling Vince, this guy's not TV ready. These fans don't understand him when they were getting loud pops. He's partially responsible for what we almost saw as the burial of Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't think Vince got Shinsuke either. But I think Kevin Dunn probably went to him and said, yeah, see, these fans don't get it. And, of course, when Shinsuke has his match with John Cena and, you know, accidentally almost drops Cena on his head, now he's like, ah, see, see, he's hurting him. We all know that it's not ballet and shit goes south sometimes. I don't no. know if it's fair to blame any one person in that situation. So, so I think Vince understands what he brings to the table, but I don't think Vince understands how to make them work in today's mm-hmm. wrestling. I mean, I legit think Vince knew that he was bring- when he uh, – was bringing in Shinsuke, what he got. Right. Right. But again, I don't think Vince, to me, Vince is operating still in the era of, you know, uh, we bought WCW. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was very, it was, it was crazy. Like after the Monday night wars, it immediately started declining. And then the further you got into the 2000s, it, it's been just on a straight spiral. Legit straight spiral. Yeah. When you look at the studies, and, and this will, I got to say this as politely, but also as straight up as I can. This will probably piss Sonny Chase off because he's usually the one guy I know that sticks up for him harder than I ever could. Well, you got to stop name dropping. You're killing me here. I know. <laughs> but if he ever listens, which I don't think he does, if he ever listens, he'll message me one day and go, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> he has no, hey, we know he has no trouble 
<laughs> telling me to f off. Hey, I like the guy. I like. I do too. I did, I love having debates with him. I don't always agree, and that's all right. But you know, it is what it sometimes, is. Sometimes, sometimes I just like setting you two off on each other. Well, that's why. So if fun. you've noticed, I don't respond much anymore. <laughs> I just let you say what you're going to say because it's more fun to watch you do it. Um, but yeah, so. If you do any studies, if you read any studies of ratings, and and yeah, some fans are going to be like, oh, you know ratings, you can't go by ratings anymore. No, you can. <laughs> ratings are a clear indication. You can't move the goalposts for AEW and then not move them back for WWE. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So here's the deal. WWE, when they bought WCW, 2001, March 2001, their ratings were averaging, what, like a 6.9? And I might have that low. Hey, yeah, I think that's probably low because during I think during the Monday Night Wars, sometimes they were hitting like double mm-hmm. digits. Yep. There were nights where they hit ten. I know that. Yeah. So and then then they bought it and it started to decline from there. Ratings for let's just say let me pull this up here. Ratings for this past Monday, which actually was up seventeen percent from the week prior, but you want to know how many viewers they had. 1.3 1. 1.695 mm, okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2.0 in the first hour, 1.8 in the in the uh 2.2.07 2.0, in the second, 1.8 in the third. So, it gives you an average of 1.9, which is higher than normal cuz they have been yes. like 1.5 for quite yeah, a while. 1.5, 1.3 not too long ago, 1.6 I think a few weeks prior. And then 1.6 the week ago. So what this tells me is, one, yes, John Cena moves the needle. We already knew that. No shit. Uh, Two, Vince McMahon being teased for anything still moves the needle. People do tune in to watch Vince. They watched on Friday. It really makes my stomach hurt to say that because I can't stand him. But it's the truth. Yeah, but so honestly, though, so how many of these people, they're not tuning in to see not just him. So yeah, yeah, no, I guess yeah, that's but, a, that's no, a no, fair statement. Yeah. No, what I, what I'm saying is they're not tuning in. Some people may not be tuning in to listen to what he has to say. Some people may be tuning in for the train wreck that they're anticipating. That's fair. <laughs> and with all of the uh, scuttlebutt going on, it wouldn't surprise me if people were just expecting things to fall apart. Yeah. I will say, I will say because I wanted to see Elias and Ezekiel. I did watch some of these segments, and I give them credit. The wrestling itself wasn't bad. But yet again, Raw is still filtered, very, very watered-down wrestling product. Um, And it couldn't be happening at a worse time because injuries right now are at an all-time high for the industry itself. Um, We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But before we go on from the, the, the bigger story, I suppose... McMahon, Laurinaitis, both investigated. McMahon steps down. Stephanie McMahon in. Laurinaitis is on administrative leave. Bruce Pritchard steps in for him. Uh, Those in the company have been texting different uh, media members advising that it's funny because Vince must only know three people. It's got to be true because it's John Laurinaitis, (laughs) Bruce Pritchard, and Kevin Dunn. The same idiots. But think about it, though. With those two still in a position of power... Mm-hmm. Even though Vince is gone, he's a phone call away. And they're yeah, still, still gonna do yeah. they're still gonna do what Vince wants to do. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I mean, I mean, they, and his influence is huge. 
Yeah, they probably should would have been smarter to put Khan in in the place, and then have Stephanie assist Khan, and just to see, you know, how that would work out. I'm curious to know what, and I don't know that we ever will, but I'm curious to know that Stephanie McMahon's state of mind after her departure was so publicly flaunted, basically by WWE, as stating she wasn't doing her job. Those well, yeah, reports that didn't came... come from, from stockholders. That came from people within the company. And it was her dad that said it. Yeah. Yeah. So to have so... to come back after just getting just shit on from people that you thought loved and respected you. I don't know that anyway. I'd say I'd do that. <laughs> I don't know that I would go back to that. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do for what you believe in, I suppose. But again, you have... Stooge one and two that are below her calling the right. shots. Right. So, so all she really has, to, yeah, she, you know, all, she's kind of like the president. All she has to do is make speeches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you you have other people running the running the country, and mm-hmm. you know, he just has to stand there and make a speech from time to time. So, you know, going forward, um, I will continue to put some time to the news as it happens with WWE, but I, I make no promises whatsoever about full-on Raw coverage, SmackDown coverage. Well, I mean, I don't think I don't think you should isolate because I, from time to time, will turn it on on a whim. Well, you know, and and I agree with you, and I, I think right now it's just because I'm in the headspace of like I'm so shocked. I shouldn't be. You're like you're right. Like what you said at the top of the show was is so dead on. Really shouldn't be surprised. Mm-mm. This is who this guy is and mm-hmm. has been the entire time. It's it's mm. the entire time. Yeah, he wasn't hiding in plain sight. He was very openly an asshole and quite frankly probably guilty of what he's being accused of. I mean we, I mean, you know, you even knew about it in the early 80s. Yep. If yep. anybody paid attention. And the thing of it is, I mean, sexual harassment is horrible. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not making light of this, but there's people out there that are trying to defend Vince saying he didn't break a law. So while no, he, he didn't necessarily break a law. Adultery is still against the law, even though people don't get charged for it. Um, and quite frankly, if the victim decides to, change it from, you know, this quid pro quo to sexual assault, um, now your whole ballgame has changed. So, unfortunately, though, there are laws against sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. So even if you were to go that far, there are laws. Now, he may or may not ever go to prison, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean there's not a law against sexual harassment. If you don't believe me, all you have to do is walk into any company and say, hey, can I see your sexual harassment policy? And if they provide you provide it to you, it means that you're not an employee, you're going to find out. You can do it to any number of companies. You can do it to government agencies. You can do it to all types of people. Even like small mom and pop businesses probably have a sexual harassment policy. So no, no. Why? Because it's the law. So you can't really defend them and say, well, he ain't broken the law because he has broken the law. And and, for, the record, for the record, I kind of set Brian up. I knew he was going to correct me on that. No. And they could pay big, like bigger than $3 million, mm-hmm. if this thing were to ever go where? To court 
Why does it go to court? Because there's a law. That's how it works, people. The fines that happened to WWE from this span span a lot further than what you might think to just this victim. Yeah, well, I think I'm done talking about <laughs> the no, genetic I, jackhammer. I, I knew I knew that you would correct me, and that was where I was headed to close this out because I wanted to make sure it was put out there. The bottom line here is that we, we haven't heard the end of it, and God only knows what's to come. Uh, so I mentioned injuries, Brian, and dude, there are so many damn injuries happening right now. It is actually, it's, it's depressing, but at the same time, it is providing opportunity where we really didn't expect to see it. Case in point, Brian Danielson is now, um, supposed to talk to us on Wednesday, tomorrow night. By the time you guys hear this, uh, it will be probably before midnight on Tuesday. So Tuesday, the 21st. So Danielson is expected to talk to us about his status and Forbidden Door and what that future holds for him. Last report was that he had a concussion, which is extremely scary considering his past health history that he's that he's admitted. That's what we know. This gives an opportunity for a guy like Wheeler Yuta, who is, I mean, we've all said it. He, this guy is a star to potentially step up into a situation where you know, hey, if Wheeler Yuta gets to go one on one with Will Ospreay, yeah, I'm watching that. <laughs> That's going to be pretty fucking awesome. Uh, now, I want. Isn't he in another match? So I don't know what the final card is yet. Let me pull that back up because they've changed it a few times. I was under the impression that, yeah, okay, here it is six man tag at Forbidden Door Jericho. Minoru Suzuki, Sammy Guevara, which this past Wednesday, that turn. Is it really a turn if he's already a bad guy? Uh, against Eddie Kingston, Shota, Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. So, okay, I stand corrected. So now the question, is, the question is, will it be Danielson, who says he's healthy and ready to go, or do we get Orange Cassidy against Will Ospreay, which I don't no. care if anybody says that match would be awesome. Yeah, Orange Cassidy is versus Will Ospreay. Danielson was supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. Shit. Yeah. According so to... So many yeah. names. <laughs> Listen, bro, if you're if you're just going to start reporting AEW news, you're going to have to step your game up. Yeah, there's too much of it. I can't keep track. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Brian Danielson, like I said, expected to tell us about where his status is. Brian, does it concern you at all that, that he was reported to have a concussion? Again, after so many different ones that he suffered earlier in his career. Mm, so, um, being one that doesn't put a lot of stock into what I read on the internet, mm -hmm. uh, maybe we should just wait and see how it plays out as far as what type of injury he has. Mm -hmm. um, now, we all know that too many concussions is a bad thing. Um We've learned that lesson the hard way mm -hmm. and continue to learn that lesson. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to even speculate what an injury could be. Um, however, if that's what it is and he is not able to go, he shouldn't wrestle. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't, I don't recall... 
I don't recall seeing anything about a concussion or how many he may have had in the past. But again, you know, we have learned that lesson the hard way through NFL players, through mm-hmm. former wrestlers. Um, so concussion is definitely something you want to you should sure. probably err on the side of caution. When it comes to previous history, it's really just about what he has made public uh, really through WWE. And there again, both through WWE and now, both sides of that coin tell me that, one, Brian Danielson is a master of kayfabe. I mean, he's he knows how to play this. Two, um, so is AEW. They've done a tremendous job of two different things. One, best kept secrets, and two, worst kept secrets, right? So we knew CM Punk was coming back because it was the worst kept secret. They basically said it without saying it. We knew that Adam Cole was a free agent, but we had no idea he was going to show up <laughs> on, on All Out mm. when he did, right? So we know that on both sides of the coin, AEW has mastered that piece. So if Danielson comes out tomorrow night and says, hey, guys, you're damn right I'm going to fight Zack Sabre Jr., of course that match will be one for the ages. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, that I don't really think I don't really think AEW started doing what the WWE does. Like mm-hmm. the WWE will go out of its way to create a um, a lie, an injury, if you will, mm-hmm. to take somebody off TV for whatever reason. Right. And I'm sure AEW has done it, but it's not as prolific as what the WWE does. Right. Again, this is the mm-hmm. old the old formula, I'm smarter than you are, ha-ha. Right, right. And whereas the AEW, sometimes they just don't say anything at all. Look at Miro, right? So Miro kind of disappeared off TV. Well, yeah, he's got an injury, right, I guess. But then you find out, you know, many months later, oh, no, he's, he's right now he's filming TV, and that's why he's not coming back right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe with Miro, there's a little bit of both, because there was, like... There was rumor that he had an injury going into the match, right? For mm-hmm. for several weeks prior to, right? So I'm sure the injury plays into it a little bit. And then you find out when like everybody's like, Well, where's Miro? You're wasting his talent, yada yada yada. And then finally they're like, okay, Jake's up. He's filming a TV show. You mm-hmm. can watch it tonight on ABC. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where is like the dub do what? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the WWE would have been like, oh, he broke his leg. You know, it's the worst injury since uh, Sid Vicious. <laughs> right. And right. we're like, wait a second. We watched that match. I didn't see a leg broke. You may never you know, be the same. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just a different way they, they address things like this. Yeah. Daniel Bryan is a perfect example, right? Uh, Daniel Bryan can't wrestle again because uh, what they what they tell us. Why he was in WWE. Concussions, uh, bad back. Neck injury into concussions, which was subsequently causing seizures. Seizures and concussions, he acknowledged and confirmed. The neck injury, he confirmed the surgery, but he never confirmed any kind of problem post-surgery with his neck. Now, so, so that's what we know. This. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? So but everything we know about, we'll just use him for example. If he was that bad, do you think he would have come to AEW and become one of the best in the world? No, no, I don't. So I, I, in that regard, you're you're dead on because that's a situation where WWE said, well, he's had 
three concussions in the span of eight months, which is bad. So let's just say he's really hurt and he's never coming back. Mm, I mean, that's a risky proposition, especially when you look at, like you said, coming back as well as he has. Um, it doesn't look good. It's not a good look for the company that basically said, no, you can't come back to <laughs> to get made, made fools of because he's wrestling at a higher level than I think he had even pre WWE. Oh yeah. I mean there's I, I mean again I we don't know mm-hmm. how much is real and how much is it. We don't know how much I'm gonna tow the company line on this and how much I'm not. Mm-hmm. You 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 see it, it's just like the way certain things are handled are just it's weird. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I prefer, oh, sorry. I prefer AW style. And you just come out and tell me to my face. Always mm-hmm. hurt. You know? Well, on that same point, because we're talking about how well... AEW and Danielson play that game. I'm thinking, and here I am going completely against what I just said at the top of the show about how I feel about covering WWE. I'm thinking Cody Rhodes may not have been as hurt as we thought. You're thinking what? So I'm thinking Cody may not have been as hurt as we thought. When? I'll tell you why. So at Hell in the Cell, he wrestles with a pack completely torn off the belt. Mm-hmm. Right. The pictures that Cody has posted from his own Twitter account, showing the bruising and everything. I mean, last I saw, Cody wasn't necessarily carved out of stone, but he also didn't have a dad bod and real real skinny arms. The pictures he's posting are supposed to be of progress and healing and bruises, and he's got a big old gut, and he's got <laughs> real skinny arms. I mean, uh, I guess it's possible, but I don't know. There's smoke, there's fire, usually. Uh, well... I, and who I mean, better I, than a Rhodes to, to kayfabe the shit out of us? Well, yeah, but, I mean, this is the same look Triple H had. 
That's true. That's true. So a lot of the that indication is we have reason to believe it's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he he looked to me. He looked like not swollen muscle wise, but he looked <laughs> no. like he had yeah. like you know fluid or something, and which may explain again why he looks this way now. Because again, he's he wasn't he's not like Triple H like no, I mean, Triple no. H is like you know that dude was built like chiseled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. You know, and again, I don't remember like after pictures, right? Because and we may not have seen any of Triple H after it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know, with Cody being the social media guy and he works that as well as anybody else, he may have been like, "Ah, oh, let me just go out there. I'm I'm poolside. Take the pic. Take the pic. They're gonna love it or whatever." Right. And you know, the swelling is down, so he looks different. You know, maybe he looks different. You know, again, I to me he looked he looked swollen. Like you know, you could tell. I mean, think about it with that tight, all that bruising mm-hmm. that he had. And again, that to me is legit bruising because none of it wears off. None of it's you know right. runs yeah. off the sweat or anything. Yeah. I mean, he hey. looks. He's just swollen from all the bruising, and then the bruising finally goes down, and he looks like cool. he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, I mean, I'm a Cody fan, so I have hopes that he'll come back for Money in the Bank. It's unlikely, but whatever. That's, it, what, in like two weeks? <laughs> yeah, it would be damn near Are you nuts? <laughs> I, I've, been told, I've been told that. That's what he asked. <laughs> Look, man, we live in a world where you never really know. Like, we were just no, talking no. about Danielson, so, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, but again, though, I, I think, like, just looking at my own two eyes, like, I'm pretty sure that something bad happened. I mean, you don't just, I mean, this isn't like I got, I got stung by a bee and my face roll up. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Fine. Fine. Like, like and again, I, I bet you if you go look on the internet and be like, uh, what, what, what was it? A peck? Corn peck? Mm-hmm. And, and if you type in and like a picture, you're going to see the, like the same picture. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Adrenaline yeah. in my soul. Cody's packs torn off the boat. That's all I can say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> something, something torn off rips. the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Randy Orton out for expected the entirety of 2022. Adam Cole rehabbing shoulder injury. They said there may have been a, a torn labrum, but there's no confirmation of that. The tease right now is on Adam Cole, Jay White, and Adam Page. That's the tease. We don't have confirmation of that yet. But if that's the case, they're probably just keeping Adam Cole off TV or off out of the ring to heal up. By the way, Brian, you're absolutely right. I just pulled up a picture. Um, <laughs> and and uh, damn it, that's nasty. That's one. And two, uh, Triple H does look like all flabbed out like he's swollen as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. You win. Yeah. That's gross. I'm going to go puke now. Um, Darius Martin out of action with really nasty car accident from back in late April. Lee Johnson hasn't wrestled since uh, since early May. He's out until at least a few more months. Matt Hardy banged up at Triple Mania. Um, reportedly had swelling on his knee. No word on when he comes back. That really sucks because, you know, everything that he was building towards with him and Jeff, we'll talk about Jeff in a little bit, um, 
Matt Hardy was getting ready to go back to the Broken Universe. So I'm hoping that he's able to come back Broken Matt Hardy because I feel like even though Jeff made it so that the Hardys can't do their last run, um, maybe Matt Hardy can close out the way he wants to. No, I think you can still get... If he gets help, I think you can still close it out. I feel like... Yeah, but... Go ahead. People make mistakes. You have to give them a chance. That's true. So so why can't he go do what he needs to do to, to get better and then one last run, one last hurrah, and, and be done with it? I mean, look at the, look at what's his name? The, uh, Jay. Mm-hmm. That's, I, a I mean, That's a fair yeah. point. That's a fair point. I mean, both sides, of the, both sides of the equation. Both guys have, you know, addiction is the demon of disease, man. It is, does not go away and just... Six months because you went to rehab. It's it's constant. Yes. Ask anybody. I, I hate that it happened, and I do feel that Jeff Hardy should be held accountable in a lot of ways, but I happen to agree with you that, you know, hey, if he's able to get cleaned up and come back in the right sense, let him finish it out. But he's, yes. I agree with Tony Khan also. He's got to prove he's clean. Um, yes. Which leads me to something that actually kind of concerned me when I read it. And apparently it's the case of double or nothing. We thought something was wrong with Jeff Hardy. Wasn't a head injury. Unfortunately, there was rumors that he was drinking at the hotel before he went out to the ring. Well, yeah. Probably all swells right into him getting arrested. It's just a shit weekend for him. I know he's got to feel like crap. Um, I don't want to kick him while he's down. I said what I said last week, and I think that's kind of where I stand on it. But... Again, I think you're probably more on track. He can get himself cleaned up, finish it out, and then retire. Get out while you still got your health and your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Injury-wise, continuing down the rabbit hole, because God damn it just keeps going. <laughs> uh, although, you know, good news in that regard, because the injury train stopped with Miro. Thank God Miro has been back now a couple of weeks, looking great. How awesome was his match with Ethan Page? I enjoyed it. And to me, it's good that he's going like right back into the the spot on the card that mm-hmm. he should be at. Now, this this we're going down a, a sidetrack here because I wanted to point this out to you. Tony Khan needs geography lessons. Brian, the All Atlantic Championship was in was prevent pre- presented to us as fans let me just ask you brian what uh what ocean or sea is japan located in all right so let, let me do this let me oh. do this I'll okay do go you ahead. one better do i'll that. do you one better okay what is gamora no, what would you consider <laughs> what would you consider western states heritage ah i like that i like that western states to me would be Texas, Oklahoma, and in that Midwest area of the United States. Yet it was defended where? In the East Coast, in the Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's a fair point. So let's not, you know, condemn the man. But the bottom line here. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's Mexico, hold on, hold on. Brian? It's, it's down Come south. On. On, okay. on the North American continent, but down south. Uh, but okay. <laughs> um, let's see. What are some of the other ones? Um, let me pull it up here. 
Because this this did crack me up when I saw the brackets and everything. All Atlantic title tournament. <laughs> Canada, okay, you're good there. Canada's, you know, yeah. America. Um, here we go. Uh, the UK, all right. Mm-hmm. Atlantic, United States, obviously. Um, Mexico, nope. Japan, nope. Wait, wait, wait. So you're not you're not counting Mexico in this? No, because Mexico is on the Pacific. No part of Mexico is on the Atlantic. Not that I'm aware of, sir. Let's let's look it up. Let's 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 look it up. Let's look it up. Where are and what, what what's the title again? All Atlantic. All Atlantic. Where on the map is Mexico? That's what I'm typing right now on Google. Why don't you just why don't you just pull up a world map and look at Mexico? Well, here we go. All right. Gulf of Mexico, Caribbean Sea. To the west of it, the North Pacific Ocean. To the east is the Gulf and the Caribbean Sea. Now, hold on, because this is where Brian has a point. And I see what he's I see where he's saying here. To the east of the Caribbean and the Gulf, and the Gulf and the Caribbean do feed into it, is the say it with me, Brian, Atlantic Ocean. Uh- you know what? I got a better one for you, bobbleheads. What was the what was the title that the WWE had? What was the title the WWE had that was seldom defended in its actual <laughs> namesake? Oh, you, the European Championship. Uh, I think it changed hands more times in Dallas, Texas, than it did in the UK. We'll put it that way. I, I mean. Like <laughs> le- legit, how many pay-per-view matches for the European title was yeah. it ever defended in Europe? I think they even did. They crown. They did crown the champion in the UK, and it didn't change hands once in the UK after that. Shawn Michaels beat Davy Boy Smith for it, but didn't Davy Boy beat Brett? Uh, he beat Owen for it. Oh well, yeah, but that was a pay-per-view in Europe. Let me see here. Where European title? What you need to look up is how many times the WWE visited the UK in a year. Well, I'm pulling up the uh, the championship history here. <clears throat> so the inaugural the tournament was one held, one in Wembley or something. Well, the tournament itself was uh, held over several several shows in Germany and beating Owen Hart in the finals. Um, let's see here. Um, after winning the Europe, this cracks me up. After winning the European title, both D'Lo Brown and Al Snow were billed from different parts of Europe each week while champion. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. Uh, that's wow. That's kind of crazy. That's the only notable title changes for that title in the UK. Well, again, how many times did the WWE go to the UK? Oh, a shit ton every back year. Then. Yeah, back oh, yeah, maybe for a week or two. Yeah, yeah. So and all then of those the Russian like... time they were over here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find the history of it because it's it's kind of ridiculous. Here it is. European title history. Oh, well, I don't need to see it on WWE's website. That's not what I was doing. Now they're gonna think I'm on their page. Damn it, Wikipedia! You're supposed to help me. <sighs> all the but the point remains. You know, hey. Uh, yeah, so I give Tony Khan a hard time. Hey, let's look at the map. But, you know, come on, relax. <laughs> Western States title was... It up? 
You I thought mean, you were going to punk out my man TK. Well, because Mexico is predominantly on the Pacific. Although I got to give you credit on that one because yeah, the, the Gulf does feed into the Atlantic. So can't you can't say one side without the other. That's true. Um, but Japan is most definitely not on the Atlantic. And why but, do we have a European title that was only defended in Europe like twice? Don't know. Why do we have a Western States Heritage title? That's defended more on the East Coast than it is Western States. The Netherlands, by the way, which is where uh, Malachi Black is from. Let's double check that. Let's check the geography for LTK. <laughs> uh, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, yeah, is on the Atlantic. So he wins on that. He gets that one. But I do want to say that I do like the title design. I do think that with the size of the roster they have, that it makes sense to have it. I don't know that I'd create another singles title. The trios title is coming, I'm sure, when Kenning's back. But I don't know that I, that I have a problem with the title, really. It's a great way for Miro to, to shine again. Yeah. You uh, thought you was just going to punk out TK tonight. I'm not yeah. having it. No. No. I'm not having TK, it. I, I got to go fishing with him in a couple weeks. It, no. It's kind of like it's kind of like having a cruiserweight title with a weight limit and then Somebody that's above the weight limit. Oh, you mean like when Disco Inferno did it? <laughs> I know, I just gave him airtime. time. I'm sorry, but remember when he did that whole thing when he was running from the mob? <laughs> he tried to train to, to lose weight to be a cruiserweight. <laughs> At least that was funny TV, Disco. It was, of course, 20-some-odd years ago, and you're still just annoying now. <clears throat> Moving on. So, injury-wise... Um, Let's see, Rhea Ripley pulled from the title opportunity at Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. uh, Only to be replaced with Carmella. What kind of bullshit is that? There we go. That's that's a Bruce Pritchard idea right there. <laughs> They're going to love it in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. These guys don't know shit about shit. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Madison Rain. This injury really hurt my heart because this, this sounds like it hurts bad. During Slammiversary... Madison Rain broke broke both of her na both nasal bones. Ooh. Fuck that. <laughs> I would be out. Y'all remember when Sin Cara broke his leg or bashed his knee up and he just said peace and it was done with the match at Survivor Series that year? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's me breaking two nasal bones. I'm out. See you later. I'm retired. That's like the worst pain ever. I've had my nose broken three different times. It hurt. So bad each time. There's no way. No, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> Holy hell. Like, what is happening? I, I asked Sean Ross Sapp this uh, a few few weeks ago because we were just starting to see some of the injuries come out. But, Brian, do you think that, that with all these injuries that it may be time for, for the business to kind of take a look at what is risky and what isn't? Like, is this an indication that they should slow down, or is it just bad luck? So when you get up in the morning and you go to get your coffee and you stub your toe, is it an indication that maybe you should have turned the lights on? Definitely. Or is it just just <laughs> an accident? When uh, Unfortunately for me, it probably means I'm clumsy. <laughs> when you're playing baseball, right? Uh -huh. And you're pitching and somebody hits a line drive and whacks you right in the face. Should we should we now change the way baseball's played, or just realize it's not an everyday occurrence? But Give me a damn helmet. 
it's an inherent <laughs> risk that you take. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody wants to get hurt, but it's an inherent risk. You know, there's a good possibility that one day it's going to happen. And I mean, hey, none of these guys go into it saying, hey, maybe this week I'll break my neck. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you can't live like that. You can't perform in this business that way. Right. You have to go in there knowing, all right, I'm going to get banged up. It's going to happen. But hopefully we can escape without anything major. I think that's yeah. what most of them probably do. Yeah. Again, it, you know, you can walk outside and get run over by somebody. It's an inherent mm-hmm. risk you take by when you walk in the street. Yep. Does that mean I need to change everything? No. It's part of part of what you do. It's an inherent risk. Now, I want us to do Forbidden Door predictions because it's right down the road from you, and you're getting I'm ready. not even – I can't even deal with you. You didn't even know, like, three of the matches. Well, I've, I've pulled up the card for you to make sure I was educated, oh. sir. But before we do that, I did want to talk about <laughs> – I did want to talk about one other thing, and that was the He's ladder nuts. match. Uh, no. That would be two things, although for you, maybe it is only one. Well, it, well yeah, it could be – <laughs> Solo nutbo. I don't know. What do they call? It? No, no, that's when you don't have them. <laughs> there is a term where you don't a eunuch. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, Jerry Lawler knows all about that, doesn't he? Doesn't he only have one ball? Well, according to I, I, if I remember, <laughs> if I remember the the kayfabe story, right, right. Versus sure only one. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Two nasal bones I'd be out? No, 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 no. You burst a testicle, you're never seeing me again. I'm done. (laughs) Erase me from the record books. I never existed. That's how good. But I I will say, though, I will say, like, if I remember this right, the way it happened, you can kind of believe. I mean, he was handcuffed to the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gilbert just kicked the shit out of his nuts. Just kept kicking him out of his nuts. You're like, uh, I can believe he, I can believe he balled. Yeah. Now, I mean, he was really putting the shit out of that. I mean, back in, back in Mid South's heyday, back in USWA's heyday, Jerry Lawler got the snot kicked out of him every goddamn week, and just if if it was if it was a day that ended in Y, it meant Lawler was either bleeding or getting the shit kicked out of him. Well, listen, I, I, I. I am 100% positive there is a reason that we have never seen that type of match again. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, that's also the match where um, Tommy Dreamer had a similar match. That style ended uh-huh. up getting a uh, ruptured testicle. Same basic yeah. thing. Handcuffed to the cage after the match, and they just started wailing him with the uh, cane. Now, granted, he was able to heal. At least he says he was. Even still, Jesus. No thanks. Yeah, but... <clears throat> if I remember right, and again, you're go- you're going back <laughs> nigh on thirty plus years, right, right, when this thing happened, it was not after the match. It was like per pinfall or something. Now, again, <laughs> we you may have to look this up, mm-hmm. but it was almost like uh, you know uh, one of the uh, best or three out of five falls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you were pinned you were then handcuffed to the cage for a few you know what 30 seconds or whatever and then you were released and then you fought for another fall (laughs) only to get handcuffed to the cage again i could be wrong here right but i seem to remember like that's how it happened and there was i think 
somewhere like a chair got brought into this too or something. I mean, this was this was like a crazy match, but it was like, yep, I can believe he ain't got no nuts now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much there that we could explore. I mean, one of these days, we need to dedicate some time to just watching USWA, just finding whatever footage we can find and just watch a few USWA. No, oh, that was when that uh, Memphis. Well, that's what USWA was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? No, US, in USWA from Texas or something. No, that's world class. No, no, after world class. Oh, um, good question. Maybe, maybe not. No, I'm really not sure. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think because uh, if I remember right, Lawler was um, hold on. Memphis. What? Okay. Yeah, Memphis Championship Wrestling isn't that Lawler? Yeah. Yeah. And then USWA came after World Class. And I think think that was out of Texas, but I could be wrong. No. No, no. What was Lawler's first? Not this one. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 still very feasible <laughs> that Lawler uh, would have one ball. I'm just saying. That's, that's very <laughs> possible. Um, so, yeah, before we go to our predictions for Forbidden Door, I just wanted to get your thoughts on finally... The tag team Mid-South? championship, uh, Mid South. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So, your thoughts on the tag championship ladder match, Young Bucks versus uh, Jurassic Express? Was it everything you hoped for? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they do ladder matches so different. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, you know, of course, some spots that are kind of familiar, but um, yeah, the the. They, they're the gimmick matches. They just they're different when AEW does them. Um, I am glad to see that uh, uh, Christian finally turned. Yeah, yeah. The um, this ladder match was a lot more brutal than the last one we saw, as far as the Young Bucks are concerned. They've developed a lot more grit in what they do now, and I like it a lot. I like well, look a at, lot uh, what they're. Look at uh, uh, Nick's face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I couldn't tell if it was his mouth or his nose that he busted up. I think it's his nose, but don't don't quote me. I just, I, I really appreciate that maybe they're not listening to fans, so to speak, because we know fans, like, give them a hard time for their styles. But I appreciate the fact that they recognize that they can amp it up in different ways and choose when they do it. I do like that about them because there's very few talents that are that self-aware that know when to do that. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, Christian's turn was really well done because, honestly, I think we all thought that it was going to be Jungle Boy turn. But when Christian did it, it's like, well, shit. And and, because I know I thought that it was going to be Christian and Jungle Boy beating up Luchasaurus. Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole time that Christian's out there with Luchasaurus and he's just kind of got his hand on him, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Like, I'm just waiting for Jungle Boy to grab a chair. You know what I mean? Just I'm just waiting for it to get ugly. And it goes completely the opposite direction. And, dude, if this doesn't make Jungle Boy into the next, like, I don't know, Brian Pillman, we got his throat hurt. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of a baby face, I don't know what will. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian went out to his, his mother and his sister and said, you see that tomorrow for his birthday, he's going to eat his cake through a straw. 
And then he tells his mother that she raised a piece of shit. I was like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that's long term storytelling, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's because you definitely been waiting on that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd love to see Christian more, mm-hmm. right? But again, you know, with with the reported injuries he had, I don't want to. I don't want to see him every week if if you know, and take that chance. You I know, that he could Christian get hurt. Again. I mean in a similar fashion to kind of like edge does yeah or on a few months off a few months that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah you see I'm, i i kind of like the way they handle sting and i'd be okay with if they handle christian that way honestly there is a part of me and and i don't know that they that they do it right now but there is a part of me that would love to see sting have one more shot at a championship uh give it time you know tony's tony's gonna pull and he you know he's sting. gonna do it yeah even if it's only for a few weeks, what if Sting won the title from like freaking Kenny Omega or something? No, it would no, have no. to be like the most improbable victory ever. And even Sting would be like, "Yeah, I, I didn't expect it either." He's that he's that kind of person, and I think that would be cool. Granted, well, he would lose it, but it would be cool. I, I think you would have to get. To me, the way you would set it up would be the, you know, like Moxley. I'm the baddest guy. I'm the ace now. Right, right. You know, if he wins and I dare anybody to come out and and take what I got or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then the lights go out, the crows fly and the snow hits and the entire world just automatically flips up on his ear. And then you have this just brutal match and he winds up winning mm-hmm. i could see that i could see that almost like a like a death match type scenario where he doesn't have to really you know do a lot wrestling wise yeah and it, you know because i really i mean no offense this thing but i don't know if i want to see omega versus sting i don't know if i want to see danielson versus sting i don't know if i want to see hangman versus sting CM punk versus you know what I'm saying? There are matches that I would love to see, mm-hmm. but based off of age and style, I don't know if I want to see it. Because, like to me, Omega and Danielson are are they just they are like lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, and, and and I'm glad you mentioned Omega in that sense because we were talking about injuries. And if there's a guy that deserved to have some time off to recuperate, it's Kenny Omega, right? Mm-hmm. The guy just every damn surgery you could think of short of replacing his freaking spine. Now there is rumor that Omega might actually be at Forbidden Door. First off, I could easily see it almost like one night stand that one year for ECW where Rob Van Dam was hurt, but came out and still cut a promo. I could see that. But... I, part of me kind of wonders if, you know, here we are, we talked about Danielson and how good of a job he has done with kind of protecting kayfabe and AEW, how good of a job they do. It's entirely possible, not guaranteeing it, but it's entirely possible that Omega could, in fact, be healthy enough and recovered enough to be there and <clears throat> compete. So, all right, so let's look at this a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. Right, I told you last week, I think it was or the week before, right? That there's 
I think there's two scenarios for Jay White. Yep. One of them was Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, and then we would come to find out that he was slated for Zack Sabre Jr. if he mm-hmm. is able to go. So that rules him out. And my second one is a surprise return, Kenny Omega. I honestly do not think that we're this is going to be a one-off pay-per-view. No, supposedly the plan is for it to be an annual event, which, holy shit, that's cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, even taking that aside, I don't think we're done yet, right? New Japan needs the needs the the views to try and pick up their American base. AEW is giving us matches that we never thought we'd see. Um, you know, again, hopefully Impact can get involved and we can just have this nice little, you know, weird little mix. I, hell, even the WWE, right? So let's get mm-hmm. some new blood and let's start that as well, right? So I'm fine with stuff like that, right? But I could very easily see in Tanahashi win. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, let's let's start from there. We'll start from the main well, event work. Well, hold, on, hold on, though, hold on, though. Let me, before we get into that, though, but I'm just trying to explain where my head's at with me okay. thinking Omega is going to be this, the surprise guy. Okay. Right? And, it, it, you know, again, I said this. I, I said it for a week or two. This isn't just like, oh, I just read this on the internet and, and going with it. If there's one guy, right, that you're going to use to sell pay-per-views right now, mm-hmm. because CM Punk is legit on the shelf, mm-hmm. it's a returning Kenny Omega. Now, they've already sold out the arena, right? Mm-hmm. And for those bobbleheads that don't really know what they're talking about, it's one of the largest arenas in the in the U.S. They sold it out not once but twice. Sold it out once. Then they say, okay, let's cram some more seats into this. Sold it out a second time. Going into this, this will probably be their biggest pay-per-view to date. Mm-hmm. Coming off of like back-to-back million-dollar pay-per-views. You want to really kick this thing into overdrive? You wait till the very last second, which to me is what they planted last week, to say, hey, uh, Adam, well, I don't, uh, you're 2-0 and o to Jay White. I mean, you're 0-2 to Jay White, so mm-hmm. you're not getting a title shot. Right. Looking up the ramp and the other Adam saying, well, guess what, bud? Somebody's getting a title shot, but it ain't you. You really want to you really want to drive this home? You really want to make some money? See if Kenny Omega can move the needle? You wait till Friday night and the last thing that happens on Dynamite. I mean not Dynamite, but um, Rampage, Rampage yeah. is Jay White showing up. Hmm. Jay White saying, Look, I haven't told y'all who I'm gonna fight. This is who I want. And before he can get the name out, Omega's music hits, comes out. No, no. At Forbidden Door, it's Omega versus White. Drops the mic, walks off, whatever. Again, what do you think is going to happen? Outside of CM Punk, then buy rates are going to shoot through the roof. No matter what anybody says, you book that match, through the roof. Now, again, this the this pay-per-view, you can't just put together in a week. This has probably been worked on for several months. Mm-hmm. Several months before we even knew it was going to happen. So, again, why wouldn't you take Omega, let Omega get healthy, let Omega exaggerate on whatever, or AEW can exaggerate the timetable with the sole purpose of him being the surprise? Right. I mean, it's, it is, um, it's one of those situations where 
if Kenny Omega is healthy enough to be at Forbidden Door, um, yeah, you're you're dead on. You need to see if Kenny Omega can move the needle for you. That's how you do it. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Because you can't you can't build that and build that and build that and expect the same result. You you could, but I just don't know that it would happen in the way you'd expect. If you really want to see what he's capable of, that's the way to do it. The other part of it is, it seemed odd to me that they took the title off of Okada, but I never even thought. So I love the fact that Jay White basically blindsides wrestling fans by winning the title from Okada, and now the conversation has shifted to who's facing Jay White. Literally nobody is mentioning Okada in this mix. Because well, yeah, but you have to remember, though, Okada is supposed to be taking time off for the birth of his child. Right, I right, believe which his is first supposedly child. in yeah. August, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I, I, didn't it already happen? I'm pretty sure it already happened. No, it's, it hasn't happened yet. But the, his goal was to take some time off for that. That's oh, what he was okay. saying. But, I mean, I think that's where the title mm-hmm. swaps because of, the, because of that. Now, let's be real. I mean, Jay White doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. I mean, from an overall standpoint, internationally, he is. I mean, he's, he's held a pretty high regard. But for the United States, I don't think he's given enough credit. And what we huh. see from him at Forbidden Door is going to shock the world. Like it's going to be that good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, you, I think that's maybe they're a little gun shy about Okada, mm-hmm. right? Because Okada is primarily uh, overseas, mm-hmm. right? Now he may have had matches on American soil a few times, you know, since he's become the Rainmaker, mm-hmm. but he's predominantly overseas. Right, because he's he's your franchise. He's he's the face, right? So you're not going to let him stray too far. Mm-hmm. But outside of Omega versus Okada, there are probably a large portion of AEW fans that have never even seen the guy wrestle. You know, and a lot, you know, you probably have some that have heard of this magic, the you know, the magic matches between mm-hmm. them two, right? You know, but they they never looked him up. They don't they know Okada's name because you know they they just know, but you know, how many of them truly go look him up? Whereas you've had Jay White um cut some amazing promos. He's been on American soil, he's on impact, he's AW, you know, he's just all over the place in the states. Mm-hmm. So why not let Jay White be your your front runner for this pay-per-view? And then, you know, if Okada takes time off, okay, great. If not, then he faces Hangman, non-title, and you can learn by watching the pay-per-view what Okada is all about. That brings us to what we know today as the Forbidden Doors final card. Again, it's not all done yet. Yeah, I don't think it's done. But we got some decent matches here, so we'll run through them. Uh, By the way, I love the idea of Adam Page against Okada non-title. Because frankly, if Okada goes over, Adam Page loses nothing. As a matter of fact, he looks good for standing toe-to-toe with one of the best, and I think it helps build him back up as a babyface. Combine that with what they're starting to do on BTE with him again now, we may see him interact more with the Dark Order, which is good for the Dark Order. Um, Yeah, I I think that's that's a good way to go. But let's go with the card that we have so far. 
Six-man tag, Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, Sammy Guevara, uh, now with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, by the way, they got like 50 members now, if you haven't paid attention. I'm already over the JAS. Uh, against Eddie Kingston, Shota um- Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, all right, Brian, who you got? Jericho. Jericho. Hello. I, I, yeah, I, that, 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 that's odd. I can't go against Minoru Suzuki. I love the guy. Can't go against him. Yeah, I, I don't. We are going to see Kingston and Jericho one on one. We are going to see Kingston beat him, but it's not yet. Not yet. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think Jericho and Suzuki and Guevara win. Have we seen Kingston and Suzuki yet? I want to say yes, but I, I can't remember when. Mm-hmm. It may have been on like a rampage, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this one really is going to be super good. This is going to be. In a winner-takes-all match for the IWGP and Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, we got the United Empire of Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn versus FTR versus Rapongi Vice. It does not get any better than that unless you were to throw in, oh, I don't know, the Young Bucks for a fatal four-way. A little early for that. I think we'll get Bucks and FTR, but not yet. What do you got? I think FTR. Yeah. Um, FTR is the hot team right now. And they are the tag team in this business right now that you're watching all the time. Um, and I can't see them deflating that. As a matter of fact, I could see them winning the IWGP titles, traveling to Japan, and losing them right back to the United Empire. No yeah, problem. Are those titles, those titles, are, are they on the line too? It is deemed as a winner takes all. Oh, okay. There we go. FCR. Yeah, definitely FTR. All-Atlantic Championship, Miro versus Pac versus Tomohiro Ishii. God damn, that is awesome to say with those and then, guys in there to be determined. Yeah, yeah, so the to be determined. And that would be who, uh, Penta or Malachi? Yeah. It's weird because you're predicting a loss on Malachi. Um, and that doesn't seem right. Like, he's just not – I don't think he's ready to lose yet. So – Maybe this is one of those situations where Malachi says, you know what, Murphy, go get him. Or, or maybe he sends Brody King in his stead. You know what I mean? Like, I just no. don't see Malachi losing as an option right now. God, yeah, but I mean, you literally have, I mean, I don't know. I This is, I don't know who to pick this. Part of me wants to go Pack. Part of me wants to go Miro. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to go Black. Part of me says this would be the title that has the AEW moniker that could go back to Japan? Yeah, it could. It could. I mean, you could put it on Ishii and have somebody that'd be a hell of a representative for your company. Yeah. So, I don't know. This This is... Uh, I don't know who to go with this one. Uh, let me just... Let me just... Let me go with Miro. I think he's going to pick up where he left off. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think Miro's the safe bet because you just built Miro back into this unstoppable force. I said it earlier. I loved how when Ethan Page taunted him and told him to pray to him, that he said, okay, I'll pray for you. And then he beat the heaven-loving shit out of Ethan mm-hmm. Page. That was just great. It was great. And mm-hmm. Ethan Page, he's he is getting so much better than he ever was in Impact, which is hard to believe because he was really good in Impact. But he's got a huge future for him if he just mm-hmm. stays the course. Um, IWGP United States Championship. Oof. You know... Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. I didn't know how bad I wanted this match until I saw the face off. 
And I was like, oh, I got chills. I was like, this is going to be really, really good. And I'm sad to say who I'm going to pick for it, but I got. I, I think I'm staying with Will Ospreay. I think Osprey wins. Orange yeah, Cassidy so is just so damn good, man. Well, I, I think... I think if anybody's ever got one of those coming out matches, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I that guy had that in his tank. This is going to be it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't expect Dax Harwood and Osprey to be as good as it was. Like, yeah. what the hell? No business being that good, damn it. <laughs> yeah. The, to me, this, this is the biggest potential... Uh, um, like this has the biggest potential to be match of the night. Mm-hmm. Like to me, on his face, like this could be this could be a match that you talk about forever. In my opinion, if if it works out, you know the way it should. I don't feel like Orange Cassidy gets enough credit for being as damn good as he is because he is amazing in that ring. Yes. When he gets going, it, it, it's this is the performer that Jim Cornette made fun of and caught him pockets and then Jim Cornette in the same breath said he was damn good between the ropes. Yes. If you can shift Jim Cornette, you've done something pretty damn good with your career. That's oh, just, yeah. there's no 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 doubt in my mind. Um all right. AEW women's championship match. This is where I think Brian and I will disagree. Tony Storm challenging Thunder Rosa for the title. Um what do you got, Brian? I'm sticking with the champ. Sticking with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I feel like that Tony Khan has created something with Tony Storm. Coincidence, I think not. But anyway, with the momentum that he has put behind Tony Storm, <sighs> I feel like really we are going to be seeing a change of the guard. And I feel like it's not Thunder Rosa's fault, per se. She's had some unlikely dance partners that didn't necessarily work in her favor. Serena Deeb, Nyla Rose... But she's also had some great moments as champion and even leading up. So it's hard to pick against her, but I feel like that I just I don't know. I just feel like the momentum is in Tony Storm's favor. We'll put it that way. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be Tony Storm's night. And then we get to what should be, in a lot of people's minds, um, an exciting matchup, but at the same time, something that kind of broke my heart because it meant that CM Punk wasn't going to be able to perform the AEW Interim World Championship matchup. Now, I know some fans have actually complained that there's an Interim World title and that Punk... Not the first time. Exactly. Frankly, I don't mind it. Um, it's not like Punk is is doing what he did in WWE and then leaving the company. Yeah. The guy got hurt. He'll be back. Well, UFC yeah, but, does it all the time. But again, though, let, let me just explain to y'all how this works. Like, let's remember so many years ago, there was a guy named Shawn Michaels that had an Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. And they had a guy named Razor Ramon that had an Intercontinental Champion. And which one was the champion first? Uh, HBK was, it was Razor. First. So Michaels was, was champion, and then he got suspended for steroid allegations. But he never mm-hmm. lost the title. Correct, correct. And then Scott Hall, excuse me, Razor Ramon, beat Rick Martel to win his first Intercontinental Championship. Which and leads then we to... had a ladder match. Ah, you may have heard of it. WrestleMania 10. It's only the... the unify the titles. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> it does hurt hurt to see that CM Punk won't be there, though. Because Punk oh, yeah. in sure. Chicago... Yeah. yeah. 
However, I've I, I, I already said it earlier. I think Tanahashi wins this. I yeah, honestly... That is such an interesting pick. And, and maybe it is because it's obvious that I say that. Because to me, it seems like the obvious choice is he's going back to Mox. Because he had... You know, he had a great champion at Mox, and why not? You know, you got somebody that you can put the company on his shoulders, and they'll do great. Yeah, the the, the BCC kind of takes a, a backseat to it, but that's okay because they're still kind of growing, and if Danielson's not going to be able to compete, then it doesn't hurt anything. And hell, you can even have Regal in his corner. doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. But Tanahashi winning is a unique thought process. I guess I just didn't think they would do that, but why not? I mean, if, if you could feasibly have... I don't know that they'll do it, but if you could feasibly have the the tag titles go from United Empire to FTR, why couldn't you put the world the interim world title on Tanahashi? Well, and I, who would want to see Punk versus Tanahashi? Exactly, right? I, that's probably what you were going to get. You know, you know, something like that is what you're going to get this time, mm-hmm. right? And then we have you know an interim. So I, I to me, it's it's. Something that nobody's going to see coming, mm-hmm. right? He's a big enough name that even if you do it, nobody's going to be disappointed in it. And it's also then going to give you the opportunity to say, hey, at Wrestle Kingdom, we're going to do another one of these pay-per-views where AEW is going to invade New Japan. We're going to do Wrestle Kingdom. And then maybe we get CM Punk versus Tanahashi. And a unification match, or you know, any number of any New Japan shows down the line. Yeah. And I, you know, again, I, I think they're, I, I think they're going to pull something out, just to be like, eh, never saw that one coming, did you? Well, and that would be one of those moments where, you know, damn, that could really play off well. Like, there's a few of those moments that's, that's in a possibility, right? So there's the coin drop. You know, what if that happens, when does it happen? Is it Jay White? Is it right before the interim championship match and he's inserted into a three-way? Don't tell me a three-way dance between Tanahashi and Okada and Mox wouldn't be just a freaking uh, no, I don't. I honestly don't see that. And here's why, right? So we have been waiting patiently for Mox versus Tanahashi for three years. True. Right, and even Tony come out and said, "Look, uh, they've been wanting to do this, and I've been telling them no, and I've been saving this match until it was the right time." And I think Tony, again, maybe this is where the fan comes out in them. I think Tony has like kept this like as pure as you're going to get as far as is going to be Mox, it's going to be Tanahashi, and luck, you know, as luck would have it, there's now an interim world title involved. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them adding anybody else to it. Because then, you know, to me, you're going to piss people off when you shouldn't be. Do you I think, think it's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you, you, you do you. Do you think it's possible that they would go forward and do an unadvertised match between Okada and Omega? No. No, 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 no. So, again, ultimately, so with the two companies working together... Mm-hmm. Right, forbidden door is kind of the rub. Right, we're going to help you start to get a bigger foothold in the U.S. And I, I will lay money that somewhere down the line it'll be a New Japan pay per view worth AEW involved. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? You're gonna. I I think eventually you will see Omega versus Okada on American soil, but I don't think it'll be Forbidden Door. I honestly think Omega is going to show up and challenge Jay White, and then maybe Okada gets Adam Page. But I I mean literally, if you want Omega versus Okada to headline a pay per view on American soil. Mm-hmm. Now they're in different companies. You go title for title. New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, you have the AEW world title, and then you have the IWGP world title, and that's how you do the pay-per-view. I mean, you're you're going to be there. You're going to be there in the mix of all of it. Oh, I am. Your plan is still to attempt to be there for Rampage? Well, no, I don't think Rampage is actually in Chicago. I think it's oh, okay. somewhere else. But, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be an exciting uh, set of information that you're going to be giving out to us. Um, hmm. How we're going to do it, how we're going to present your reporting, I think it would be cool is if we can get a couple of audio bites from you, maybe pre-thoughts and post-show thoughts, fresh after and fresh before. And then maybe some video, maybe not even with you uh, putting a voiceover to it, just showing the crowd, getting the buzz of the crowd. How how about when the show starts and CM Punk comes out, because it is Chicago, I try and get you like a live recording of... Oh, great. So you can give me a reason to cry, because I can't... Yeah. Yeah, that... Why that it's I would imagine I because I think that's how you're going to start the show. I told my wife somewhere said, along the way, punk out, is coming out. I said, if it turns out punk competes at Forbidden, no, no, Door. he won't compete, he right. won't compete, but it is Chicago. Oh, you want to get the crowd like jumping first thing? Yeah, you hit call to personality and you send it, yeah, there. at the start of the show, yeah. You know? That's it. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think that could be really well done because I would love to see him in the main event sitting ringside watching mm-hmm. Mox and Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily getting involved. Have him, have, maybe not ringside. Have him make commentary. But mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the interesting thing, too, about this, mm-hmm. they're not done. Like no. tomorrow night and Friday night, I bet you you're probably going to get about four or five other matches. So... The the thing of it is, is supposedly there was a there was rumor that it was going to be the undisputed elite, which mm-hmm. is uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole against the, Bucks, the young Bucks. So oh, versus the no, I, I I would I think you're I think you may get the undisputed elite versus the Bullet Club. So that could be cool too. Put Fale and uh, Chase Owens yeah. and yeah. hey, what a. What dude? If they got Ace Austin to come in for that? Well, I mean, I mean, there, but there's so many people, so many big names that you still haven't heard of, right. heard from. Nido, Evil, um, you know, any number of people I'm missing. Zack Saber Jr. You know, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, but there are just so many. Like this could have almost been Saturday and Sunday, and you wouldn't have gotten everybody in there. So we will put. Uh, Brian's information on the site, not his personal contact information, but his reporting as far as any pictures or sound bites he sends over to oh, us. I'm going to send you pictures. So we'll put that on the website. And of course, we're going to talk to him 
I don't know if he'll be up for it <laughs> Monday night because it's probably going to be an exhausting trip. But uh, we'll either talk to him then or we will go over it after the fact when we record either Monday or Tuesday, depending on how he's feeling. Um, oh, we'll do live. We'll go live. Okay. I, I, I have the laptop. I'll get it worked out. Good deal. I was just lazy. I didn't want to do it today. Hey, it's, uh, I mean, we got a lot of different uh, things to work through, so it'll be live to tape one way or the other. So don't worry about it too much. But it, it's exciting times. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to to find a, a new home to put the site on, put the show on, but also to potentially open us up for, man, we got, we got a bright future ahead. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm not it's, so much excited for it because then I have to talk to y'all. But eh, you know, I mean, you, I should have my own show by now. You should. You should. I mean, <laughs> there should be something in the works. But no, no, you haven't signed your contract. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and y'all don't don't get jelly when I'm in Chicago either. That's all right. How are y'all watching the pay per view? Oh, we're ordering it. All right, at at your house. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. As soon as Tanahashi came out, my wife said, "Oh, we're, we're ordering that shit." Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we are. Um, I can't tell you how cool it is that my wife is in the wrestling. Though. That, that makes it so much easier. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us here at Corner to Corner. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. Brian can be found at Vlad Dragul C2C. V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G. And I can also be found at the United Center Sunday night, so <laughs> eat it. Oh, so real quick, guess what my wife's wearing? What's that? Sunday night. Remember the Orange Cassidy shirt I got from uh, Pro Wrestling Tees? Oh, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. with the big orange head? Yeah. Yeah, I convinced her she should wear that one. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> so... And you can catch up with me at Stan Grubb everywhere. The show is at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, C2CRadioShow.com, and over at ACAST.com as well. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you next week for the Forbidden Door post-show. Thanks again, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.